everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes a Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including all of Canada, to learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results. I'm your host, John Acuff, and I had so much fun with our summer school series, which if you haven't heard it yet, you should go back and listen to that. I, we did a four-part series. It covered health. It covered being an entrepreneur. It covered being a writer. It covered being a public speaker. I basically went through and said, okay, these are the questions I get the most from people. How can I provide some specific tools, helps, tip, helps? That's a great, yeah. As an expert, I provided helps. That's what I'm trying to get across, that I provided helps. That's what I'm, I'm going to have a t-shirt that just says, provides helps. But it was really, really fun. And it was so fun that I thought, I'm going to do it again, just on a smaller scale. So today I'm starting a brand new series. It's a two-part series, a micro-series, if you will. And the series is going to be titled, How to Build Your Own Time Machine, a.k.a. Find a Mentor. That's how I think about mentors. They're time machines. You see, they've been to the future you want. And if you'll ask them, they'll tell you how to get there too. Have you ever thought about mentorship that way? If it, if it took my mentor... 15 years to build the kind of business that I want, that that I look forward to, that I'm aspiring to, if it took them 15 years and I ask them for advice, they might save me a year or two or six months. They might say, hey, here's what I did wrong when I was starting my business. Here's what I did wrong when I was scaling my business. Here's what I did wrong with my hiring. And, and I think if you do it the right way, and it took me some time to learn the right way, but if I think you do it the right way, you can save some time. If you do it differently, you'll get there a lot faster. I might someday teach a course for writers that, that does exactly that for other writers. Why? Because it's taken me 12 years to learn some of the lessons I've learned about publishing. And I think that you could learn some of them in a weekend in Nashville. I live outside of Nashville. It's such a fun city. We totally have to do a live event at some point because it's so fun to come to Nashville. I think think you could learn a ton in three days. I mean, for instance, I 100% can tell you how to title a book. That lesson took me years to learn, but you could probably learn the essence of it in about an hour. Mentors are time machines. How do you find one? Well, before we jump into this episode, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. Today's sponsor is me. That's right, it's me. I've been really surprised at how many people who listen to this podcast then reach out to me about having me speak at one of their events. I love that, and here's why. Over the last 13 years, I've had the honor to help hundreds of companies like Nissan, Walmart, Microsoft, Comedy Central, Range Rover, at events around the world. During that time, I've developed three big goals for your event. Number one, I wanna slingshot your audience into the best year they've ever had. Whether I'm opening, closing, or somewhere in the middle of the event, I wanna launch everyone out of that room with actionable, memorable things they can apply to their work immediately. Number two, my number two goal, I want the sound team engaged and laughing. The sound team has heard it all. If I can make them laugh and be engaged along the way, the audience is going to absolutely love the keynote. And my third goal is I want you to get text messages during the keynote. My favorite sentence to hear from you after I speak is, wow, John, my phone was blowing up during your keynote. I'm there to make you look like a rock star, not me. If your boss or manager or leader or whatever texts you during my speech and compliments you for how well the event is going, then I know I've done my job. 
Whether it's virtual or live, 10,000 people in an arena or 15 sales team members in a conference room, I'd love to help you with your next event. Fill out the quick form at acuff.me slash speaking to check my availability. That's acuff.me slash speaking. Okay, we're back. Let's start this episode by defining what a mentor is. What, what is a mentor? Have you ever thought about that? Well, think about a person this way. A friend, like if you think about a mentor, a friend is someone you share your day with. A mentor is someone you shape your goal with. Do you see the difference? One you share your day with. One helps you shape your goal. Although every mentor is a friend, not every friend will be a mentor. That feels like a riddle. Let me say it again. Although every mentor is a friend, not every friend will be a mentor. You know lots of people who you enjoy as friends, but would never, ever request any goal advice from, right? Don't we all have a friend like that? They're hilarious. Uh, they're fun to be with. Maybe they're even close friends. But if you had a list of like four to six people who helped steer the future of your goal, you you wouldn't put them on that list. Like me and lumberjacking, which I'm pretty sure is, is how you verb that profession, lumberjacking. My dad and I had a lot of fun the day we bought a chainsaw to cut down trees in our yard, which by the way, they shouldn't just sell people chainsaws. That should come with some sort of like, you should have to carve something in the back to prove that you're capable. But like, you can go anywhere, any home improvement store and be like, yeah, um, today I'm just going to buy a chainsaw. Go ahead and sell me a whole chainsaw. But we bought a chainsaw. We were going to cut down some trees in our yard, but, um, and it went like our neighbor's roof would say it did not go well because we landed a tree right on their roof, right through part of the roof, actually. And what was unfortunate was that that neighbor had said to my dad and I, hey, we're hiring some people to cut down these trees. Like we've got some trees between our two houses. We'll go ahead and have those that are on your property cut down too, if that's okay. And my dad was like, no, no, I'm going to buy a chainsaw. I don't need you cutting down these trees. Don't worry about it. And they were they were right to worry about it. My role in this endeavor was that we had like a tiny rope. It was like dental floss, like a tiny rope tied to the tree. And when my dad cut it, I was supposed to pull the tree where it was supposed to go. Like with this dental floss, I was supposed to pull like 800 pounds of angry timber um, away from the house next door as it plummeted toward earth. And you know what? I, f I failed. My dad cut the angle wrong because um, he's not a lumberjack. He's a pastor. And it was the very last tree. So we were both maybe a little cocky. And it immediately started heading toward our neighbor's roof. And my dad started yelling at me, pull, pull, pull. And I swear, I pulled with all my might. And now that we're doing video podcasts, for, for people watching this on YouTube, you can tell I'm, I'm ripped. I'm just gigantic as a person. And I pulled as hard as I could, but it, it didn't matter. It broke through the attic, damaged the roof, and in the process fell on our ladder. That's what always felt like a revenge to me. Like the tree deliberately fell on the ladder because the ladder had been used to, to hurt it in the past because we would cut limbs off it and it ruined our ladder too. You would never pick me to help you with logging dreams. Like if you were trying to become a lumberjack, you wouldn't be like, I like John. He's funny. He's got a podcast. I'll ask him what he thinks of lumberjacking. A good mentor, on the other hand, can be a business partner. It can be a former college roommate. It can be an old manager at a company you no longer work at, a spouse, or a million other people. But when you think about a mentor, I want you to think about three qualities. A great mentor always has these three qualities. Number one, 
they have to be brave. It's fun. It, it really is. It's fun when friends clap and cheer for you. Um, it's fun when you receive encouragement. Like who doesn't like a little bit of encouragement? But there are times in life when you need more than just a cheerleader. You need someone who is going to be brave enough to tell you the truth, like a mentor. One of the greatest ways to ruin a goal is to surround yourself with people who can't tell you no. If you want to succeed at your next goal, if you want to level up a business, if you want to get in shape, if you want to write a book, whatever your goal is, like whatever the shape of your goal is, make sure your mentors have the freedom to tell you when one of your ideas or one of your plans or one of your actions isn't any good. So they have to be brave. That's the first thing. The second thing is they have to be respected. You have to respect that mentor. A mentor you don't respect isn't a mentor. We tend to discount the advice of people we don't respect, even if it's good advice. When they tell us something that we don't want to hear, we can easily ignore it. We think, what do they know anyway? I mean, they're not up to my level. They're not at my standard. It's always best to find a mentor who you respect, or even better, who is ahead of you. Great people surround themselves with greater people who challenge and stretch them. A way I like to think about it is this. A great mentor is a tuxedo, not a pair of sweatpants. A great mentor is a tuxedo, not a pair of sweatpants. You respect them. The third thing, third quality that a mentor has to have, they have to be trustworthy. One of the things I'm trying to teach my kids is how to identify motive. Um, I have two teenage daughters and sometimes they'll ask me, hey dad, why did that person do that thing? Like, why did they make that decision? And I always say, well, let's check for the motive. Did doing that increase their power, their attention, their money, etc.? Or did they make that decision because they've got expertise, they have information, they have a plan that's going to help people, they're really trying to help people? What's their motive? Like, what was the motive behind that decision? Now, this is going to probably surprise you. So I I hope you're sitting down while you're listening to this episode. I know a lot of people listen to this podcast while walking dogs, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. Not everyone in the world has the best motives. Not everyone in the world has your best in mind. That's why it's important that at the base level, you must be able to trust that the mentor wants the best for your life. You have to be able to believe that regardless of his or her advice and input, It all comes back to that. They want to see you do the most with your goals and live up to your potential. That has to be the motive they are leading with or the whole thing falls apart. For example, that's why it's almost impossible for someone whose livelihood depends on you to be your mentor. I can't tell you an unbiased truth about your career if my career depends on you. At some level, at some moment, My feedback is going to be tempered by thoughts like, if I tell her this, will I I get fired? Will it decrease the profits that impact my bonus? Will it jeopardize my job? Will it put my family at risk? You might have a mentor you work with on projects as a peer, but if you're the boss, don't expect your employees to sit on your personal board of advisors. They already sit on one of your boards. It's called payroll. And I I saw this happen once. I was in um, a big Zoom call and the CEO of this company said to five of his employees, hey, how does my screen look? Does everything look great? And the screen looked terrible. It looked 
terrible. Like it was all out of focus. It was blurry. Like it was not like, however he had the camera set up was terrible. And he asked the five employees, he was like, Hey, how does it look? And they were like, looks amazing. It looks so good. Like you've done a really good job. Like they just gave him a bunch of compliments. And I was like, Oh, they're not telling him the truth because they're afraid if they tell him the truth, they'll get in trouble. So you can't have somebody who's on your payroll be your mentor because at some level, they're going to change or dilute the information they give you. So I want to give you a a little bit of homework. If you're able to write this down without causing like an 84 car wreck, um, like write this down. I want you to write down a few names that came to mind when I thought through those three qualities. Like when you thought, okay, who do I know um, that's brave? Like they're brave enough to tell me the truth. Who do I know that I respect? Who do I know that's trustworthy? Like somebody came to mind during that. And, and if you want to kind of figure out even more people, think about these three questions. Think, think about these specific questions. Who do you want to be like? Like when you see somebody and you've been around them, maybe you worked with them, maybe, maybe from afar and you thought, okay, I want to have the kind of life they have. Like who comes to mind when you think about that question? Or who do I know that's headed the direction I want to go. Maybe they're not there yet, but they just, you get around them and you're like, oh, this is the kind of person that's headed in the direction I want to go. One of the phrases my wife and I say all the time is we say, we wouldn't bet against that person. It's one of kind of our catchphrases. We say, oh, I wouldn't bet against that person. There's people you meet in life and you're like, regardless of what they do, like if they lost their job tomorrow, if the world fell apart tomorrow, I wouldn't bet against them. Because they're going to get another job. They're going to build something new. They're going to rebuild in an even better way. So who wouldn't you bet against? Like who's in motion and has the kind of skills, the kind of life that you go, oh, I wouldn't bet against that person. Now, what if you do this exercise? What if you think through your list and and you can't think of a single person? Like right now you're listening to this and you're thinking, I bet everyone listening to this, everyone else but me has like a hundred mentors. They live in a magical city, just full of smart, talented, generous, helpful people who are, are just like so eager to mentor. And you can't think of a single person. If that's you, fear not. I've got a simple solution for that. You just need to expand your definition of the word expert. You see, sometimes it's hard to find a mentor because we have this razor thin definition of the word expert. We hear that we need someone wise to provide guidance. Like we hear this word mentor and immediately think of like Splinter, the talking sensei rat from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is that, is that not your first thought you have about a, a mentor or an expert was the Splinter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That's fine. We're, we're different. To surface some mentors in your life, I want you to expand the definition of expert with these three categories. You ready? Category number one, industry expert. Category number two, life expert, category number three, you expert. So there's there's three types of expertise, industry expertise, life expertise, and you expertise. The first one's pretty simple. If you want to get great advice about being a better dentist, you should find a mentor who is 10 years ahead of you in dentistry. Like, I'm glad your mom is a great listener. Like, it's so good to have a mom you can call and you can kind of chit-chat with and she'll listen. That's fantastic. But if she's never been a dentist... It would be foolish, just foolish for you to expect her to give you specific feedback on the latest laser treatments used in cleaning or the Cavitron 3000. That's a real tool. I spoke at a big dental event recently, so I got a lot of dental references in my head. 
your mom doesn't have any industry expertise. So the first thing to think through is who's an expert in my industry? And when I say industry, you can pick a different type of goal. Like if I wanted to get better at running, like if running was my goal, I know that my friend owns Fleet Feet. Like she owns the local Fleet Feet. I'd reach out to her and I'd probably say, hey, do you know somebody in your community that could train me to get a little bit faster? Like I would love to do, you know, I've got a half marathon coming up. Is there somebody that you know that could help me? And she is an expert in that industry. So when I say industry, it can be topic that you're curious about. For instance, John Gordon is an expert in my industry. I can get great advice from him. He's a wonderful speaker. He's a wonderful writer. He's a wonderful podcaster. Carrie Newhoff is an expert in my industry. I can get great advice from him. Valerie Burton is an expert in my industry. I can get great advice from her. The second expertise that mentors can possess is life expertise. Trying to grow your dental practice, cool. That, that's cool. You, you want to grow it? I get that. I'm, I'm going to use dental all the way through here. A business owner in a different industry who is 15 years older than you with the kind of career success you hope to one day have can teach you a lot. It doesn't matter that they've never peered into someone's mouth with sharp tools. They spent years understanding the ins and outs of challenges like finding new customers um, or hiring people. They've got a lot of life expertise. Don't define expertise too narrowly. Let me give you an example of that for my own life. Dave Barnes is a musician here in Nashville, which might seem different than my career of being an author, but he spent 20 years growing his career on his own. I could learn a ton from him about how to sell products, albums, books at events. I could learn a lot about putting on a good show, like putting on a good performance. There's overlap. There'll be certain parts of your life that overlap with somebody else's. So they don't have to have this narrow industry expertise. They can have life expertise. The third area of expertise that, that might seem a little silly, but is as worthy as the other two is, is you experience Close friends who know you well can provide critical feedback as mentors, even if they're your age. They've spent years becoming experts in you. They'll know that your desire to add another dental office to your practice is a product of ego, not of business savvy. And they can point that out. Even one of my kids provided a little bit of mentorship truth the other day. We were in a small mountain town that we spent a lot of time in, and we went into this clothing store, and there was this really fascinating owner of the clothing store. I talked to him for a little bit, just a really interesting guy, and I thought, oh, I'd love to have him on my podcast. And so later that day, when we were walking home, I said to my kids, I think I'm going to DM um, the owner of that store and, and reach out to him. And my oldest daughter was quiet, and then she said, Dad, I think the only reason you would DM him from your Instagram account is to impress him. She said, I, I think you just want him to know you have a blue check mark, you're verified, you have a lot of followers. I think that's why you'd use that method of reaching out. And I was like, oh, dang, kids will tell you the truth. Now, would I ever describe my daughter as a mentor? Of course not. But I'm trying to help you understand that when you think about somebody that has you expertise, that particular type of expertise can come from a lot of different places. There's a lot of different people that can tell you the truth. And sometimes it is your kid. If you're a parent, you understand that principle that your kids will mention something that's true about your life that stops you in your track. And I think she was right. I mean, I could have called him. I had his card. I, I could have emailed him. But I, I think that she's right. I think I was going to Instagram him to try to go, 
not to show off, but I have a lot of followers. Like, oh, that is so insecure and cheesy. And she was right because she has me expertise. She's an expert in me. She's spent the last 18 years with me. Another example of that was that last fall, I was having a big challenge with an important relationship. And a friend of mine named Rob Sintel, we, we run every other Saturday morning or every third Saturday. We do that probably, I would say, two times a month, and we've done it for the last three years. We go on a, a five-mile run. And when I was talking to him about it, he kind of paused and said, John, whenever you talk about that relationship, here are the words you use. And then he shared a few of the sentences that I'd been telling him for months and months. And you know what? He was right. What he was doing in that moment was holding up a big mirror so that I could see what I was doing. And it was the first time that I'd seen it. His input was really insightful and it, it helped me step back and repair the relationship that I was talking about. And it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't some conversational intervention where we stopped on the side of the trail and he was like, John, sit down on this bench. I got some things to tell you. I got some wisdom. It was just him repeating what I had said that I didn't really even hear the way I was talking about this relationship. And it was really helpful. He pointed out a pattern that I was stuck in. Now, let's be clear. The line between friend and mentor can be really blurry sometimes. The other main difference that I think that kind of helps you get your head around what's really a mentor is that with a, with a mentor, the advocacy tends to be a one-way street, while a friendship is back and forth. Let, let me explain that. The job of a mentor is to give you advice. Your job is to act on it. It's deliberately one-sided. A friendship, on the other hand, goes back and forth. If you treated a friend like a mentor and you just constantly asked for goal feedback and wisdom and never repaid it, you never ask them questions about their life and what they're working on, that would be really selfish. Friendships are about mutually sharing life. With a mentor, though, the expectations are just the opposite. I have a handful of people that I get advice from. We've never met all together at the same time, but when I get to hang out with them individually, I'm there to learn from them. It's not selfish in situations like that for you to use that entire hour asking questions about a goal you're working on and listening to their advice. That's the whole point of having a goal mentor. For instance, author Annie F. Downs. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's fantastic. She's written so many different New York Times bestsellers. She runs an amazing business here in Nashville. She's somebody I really look up to. You talk about somebody who has industry expertise. I would look toward Annie F. Downs and go, oh, she's doing things that I want to do. I can really learn a lot from her. She has a board of advisors that she meets with once a quarter. She selected and invited each member of the board over a period of months. She prepares an agenda and she walks them through specific career challenges and opportunities she's facing. No one in the room, by the way, no one in the room would be surprised if Annie, what's the talk about Annie? They're mentors. That's what they're there for. That's why they're in that space. She set clear expectations about the purpose of the team and the members way ahead of time. And the members of that small group would be surprised if all of a sudden Annie said, you know what, guys? You know what, ladies? Enough about me. Tell me about your kids. Tell me about the challenges you're facing. That's not a mentorship. That's more of a mastermind. In a mastermind, there's back and forth. In a mentorship, you're the one learning. You're the one listening. And I'm not sure if Annie's board has like a crest or like a coat of arms. They probably do because Annie is very cool, but I'm not completely sure. 
Now, I think you need to build an invisible board of mentors. They're invisible because at first, the only one who will know they are a mentor is you. Without any sort of complicated selection process or weird like mentor rose ceremony, we're just going to grab one coffee with one person that you thought about during this episode. Somebody came up in this episode. Somebody came to your mind in this episode. Now, they won't even know they're on your invisible board. They'll just know that you got asked to one coffee. You ask them to one cup of coffee, and then you ask them some questions. No crest, just coffee. This will be difficult at first because a lot of people use let's grab some coffee as the end of a conversation. Like when you're in a conversation with somebody at the grocery store and you want it to wrap up and you're like, I got to get going. You go, oh, we should catch up sometime or oh, we should grab coffee. They don't mean it. But in this case, you mean it. You're asking a potential mentor to have one coffee with you. So who would you put on your invisible board? Who do you know that has industry expertise, life expertise, or you expertise? Don't try to come up with the perfect person. And that's the thing. Take that pressure off yourself. You won't find one mentor that is amazing at everything. There's some people in my life, for instance, I'd get great business advice from them. They're brilliant at business, but they've, they've never been married or they've been married for a, a year or people that have great, great marriages, but have never run a business. And so there's situations where I'll go, okay, I really love the way this person runs their business. So I'm going to get specific feedback about business or I really like the way this person has built their marriage. I'm going to get specific marriage advice from them. I don't try to find one magical unicorn person that has crushed every aspect of life that I can then go, they fit me perfectly. That's really, really challenging. It's a lot easier to go, okay, who do I know that has one of those types of expertise, industry expertise, life expertise, or you expertise? And then how do I figure out how to connect with them? One coffee. One, one coffee. It's super simple. You can write down five people, 10 people probably right now that you'd go, you know what? If I had the chance to spend an hour asking questions, it would be this person. Now we've spent this entire episode discussing what to look for in a mentor. Remember, bravery, trust, respect. Next week, I'm going to teach you the one thing that a mentor will give you to fast forward your progress. They're going to help you in a dozen ways, maybe maybe even a hundred ways. But do you know what's the most amazing thing a mentor can offer you? Cheat codes. That's right. Mentors have cheat codes. Oh, doesn't that sound intriguing? A little bit of a boom, 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 part two next week. It is exciting. I'm excited by it. Cheat codes. That sounds delightful. It's going to be super fun. You're definitely going to want to listen to that episode. Now, what's interesting is I was going through the reviews that you guys leave. I, I love the reviews you leave. And I saw one that illustrated this episode perfectly. So I want to share it with you. It's from Mulford J. And here's what Mulford J said. John doesn't know it yet, but he has been my book mentor since a year ago. I started reading Do Over. It's a book I wrote a couple years ago after I left my previous job. And while in the new job, I started reading soundtracks. I've learned so much from his books that at times when I feel like I'm overthinking, I start asking myself, is it true? And I try to change my soundtrack as soon as possible. Now, all it takes as a goal is my commute podcast. I love that. That's a great example of sometimes the mentor is somebody you might never meet. Sometimes it's via a book or via speech or via, you know, a YouTube clip or via an Instagram post where you get to go, wow, that person doesn't know me, but they're really mentoring me in a helpful way. 
So thank you for sharing that, Mulford J. Thank you to everyone that's written a review of this podcast. I really, really appreciate that. Please keep those going. Make sure you subscribe or follow or whatever it is the kids are saying these days. I'll see you next week. And remember, all it takes is a goal. And don't forget, you can book me for your next event by visiting acuff.me slash speaking. That's A-C-U-F-F dot M-E slash speaking. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.